Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Good morning, and welcome to the Organize Anything show. My name is Mary Jo, and we are speaking with Colette Robichaud today, the organizing coach. And today, we're going to be speaking about how not to lose things. Oh, Hi, Colette. How are you doing? Hi, Mary Jo. Nice to be back chatting with you again. Nice to see you. You look wonderful as usual. Oh, thank you. Good for radio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, listen, I wanted to talk to you. I'm sitting here without my keys, mm-hmm. feeling a little frustrated. Common experience, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's had the experience of misplacing something important. Um, now, I don't know about you, but I'm guessing that just like me, things go missing at the worst possible time. I'm coming to meet you today. I have to turn the house upside down to look for my keys, you know, frantic search. I'm kind of hoping we can multitask here and you can, uh, as our favorite organizational coach uh, and head of Organize Anything, help me out with some insightful thoughts and maybe uh, come up with my car keys by the end of the show. What do you think? That sounds good. I'm not sure about the car keys, but I can uh, definitely <laughs> maybe get you on track to keep you from losing them again. <laughs> not sure about finding them, but... Uh, uh, that's a common issue with a lot of my clients. They they have trouble finding things, and it, it's a very common uh, common situation. And the truth is, most of us go through it at one point or another. It always mm-hmm. takes a little bit of work up front to prevent that from happening. And of course, we're we're so busy these days that it, it just seems like people don't have the time to do the little bit of prep to get them started. Well, this gets me to what was going to be my first question. Now. There's exactly 30 years difference between my mom and I, Mm -hmm. but we both tend to misplace a lot of the same things. Um, And, you know, I I was thinking about this on the way over here. I was thinking, do you think that our trouble with keeping track of our personal effects is, you know, partly a matter or even mostly a matter of memory or, you know, how great your memory is? Or is it a matter of habit or or just a fact that we're leading such busy lives right now well it's hard to keep track you yeah know? I'd say it's all of those and some other reasons as well but I always go back when people talk about having a poor memory I say well leave the memory out of it Einstein had said you know why memorize something when you know you can write it down he you know or look it up so this is one of the things that I try to to talk to my clients about when it when you start to say I'll remember that stop yourself because most of the time we can't right. and if you you think of how things have changed in the last 10, 20 years, the amount of things that go in our head, the amount of data that goes in regular, the amount of it's mail, the, the, the choices that we make to, to figure out what TV station we're going to watch. Instead of picking from 10 serials, we're picking from 110. Like we are in information overload. So mm. the idea that we could remember, when did I tell her that I would do this? Mm. Or where did I put that? Really, it's not something to depend on. So forget memory. Mm-hmm. And most people think they have a worse me- memory than they actually have. But the, the truth is, we just have too much data in there. And it's l- sort of like our computer. If you've got an old computer that can't handle and it's at the end of it, it's going to slow down. Right. And that's what's going to happen to us. So don't don't count on memory. A lot of times I'm helping people develop little tips and tricks to remind them. So, right. yeah, so that's, a, that's sort of a better better way to go. And um, a lot of times that's sort of using, you know, if we just even talk about the to-do list. Now, are you a list girl? I am a list girl. Are you a list girl? I wasn't sure about that. Well, you know, in the morning I'm a list girl. Okay. In the afternoon I'm a listless girl. Okay. So if I've got the, uh, if, if I do it in the morning... Yeah. You know what? The best thing is for me is to do it the night before. Absolutely. And, up. and you know what? There's a lot of research about uh, people sleeping better the night before if they 
look at their list and look at sort of their daytime or schedule and know what's going on the next day. A lot of times it's like, oh, I'll just look in the morning. But the research shows that if you do that, you're going to sleep better. And I think we spoke just a little earlier about getting a good night's sleep and how Mm -hmm. sometimes we're not for a variety of reasons. So anything we can do to sort of preempt reasons not to sleep well and and relax is great. So uh, the funny thing that I see with my clients that have to-do lists the right. to-do lists are often a little bigger than what a to-do list are. There are sort of these master lists, and they're very happy that they have like 82,000 things It's like things a makeover list. It, it's such a master list of everything I want to do before I die, a bucket list, it's everything. And quite frankly, if I have to stare down 8,000 items a day, I'm not going to feel like much of a success at the end of the day. Yeah, that's anxiety-producing. Yeah. It is anxiety-producing. So it sounds to me like you use your to-do list a little more like people should do it, a realistic attempt of what they think sh- they should accomplish that day. And how great is that if you actually get it done? Because a lot of people say, well, I build this list and then I am keep carrying it over to the next day and carrying it over mm. and that sort of thing. So. Well, and I would always think a little bit or I always keep in my mind on different points that rule of three. I literally try to come up with. Absolutely. Yeah, you think that yeah, works. I love three, it. You know, or five. <laughs> yeah, keep it simple and, and make it the most important things for the day. So, you know, we're talking about sort of how not to lose things and things like that, too. So we can use our day timer to remind us to put stuff places if we're picking things up and, and to, to put it somewhere the end of the day. There's something called a, a launch pad that, that I talk about often, too. This is where you have certain places in the house to be kind of reminder systems for you. What so do you mean? What I mean by that, one of the common ones is that, it, you know, you have a, a, a two-story house, and often you might sit things on the bottom of the stairs to go upstairs. Right. That's the simplest form of a launch pad. It's sort of starting you off to get things in the right area and collecting these items that have a similar use or purpose to get them to the next step. So if you think of the bottom of the stairs, it could be a basket. Could you just be setting them on the stairs, which could be dangerous or not. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a basket by the door that will have things that are going out. It could be um, a, a separate little basket in a little station that would be the library books to return. Mm-hmm. I have a separate area of things that have to go back to clients that I've borrowed or that they've given me to use for projects and things like that. So these launching pads are different areas of things that have to go to another place. And often it's things to return or things to do. Now, I'm going to ask you this because I want to ask you some really specific uh, to-do or, or tool, almost tool-related questions later. But if I don't ask you this right now, I might forget. Sure. Is Because I am one of those people with the collector on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I always, I'm always a little bit concerned that somebody's sleepy-headed is going to come down. Yeah. You know, are there any? Is there anything out there that, in terms of products or, or something that I could be using literally, you know, right away that helps me gather things up and down? You were saying little bins. Well, is a it basket or it, sometimes it's always um, getting them together in one place. So depending on the size of the things, if it's the keys for the house, it could be a basket or it could be a key ring on the wall that things go back to, and or it could be a little clear container or it could be something you already have at home. It could be a tissue box that you cut the top out right, of and it's right, pretty right. And, it, and you thought oh I love this I don't want to throw it in recycling it could be as simple as that yeah. so it, it's somehow containerizing that to a place where we want to get it back and if we mem- remember our moms or grandmothers or whatever everything in its place right. that sounds good we can set up the physical environment we might have a little shelf with a few different things the library books, books might be underneath there might be something that you know your daughter's things because a little place for her to keep her gym bag to get off to play tennis you know it's 
setting the things up that go out. I'm a big believer in having sort of different bags for different things. So right. if I'm going off to my Pilates class, I have a separate bag than if I'm going off to play tennis. And I will do replication of some things, but it just makes it easier for me to get going. And That's I find yeah. very helpful for people with kids or very helpful if you're craft-oriented. Don't switch up the bag if you're going you know, to your painting class and don't reuse the same bag. Bags are a dime a dozen these days. Yeah. Set up those bags and get them back to, to what you need in them. We often forget things if we're changing things. I mean, Absolutely. I know you're kind of like me. We love to have a, a purse that goes with the outfit or this or that. And how many times do you get out then because you switched purses? Right. I know uh, if I go out to dinner and have one of those little purses, we're, we're missing things that we're used to having. So if we can isolate and sort of get the things in the container that you're always using or get them in the bag that you're always using, that can really, really help as well. So can you be fashionable and still be organized? Absolutely, yeah. sister. Yeah, well, listen, this gets me to a, I, I was doing a little reading before, uh, you know, in, in expectation of ch- chatting with you and looking forward to chatting with you and, uh, and you know, in the hope that my keys will turn up by the end mm-hmm. of this. Anyway, uh, one of the things that I, uh, that I was reading about was talking about, you know, the idea that you – you would mention replicating things. Have uh, have a similar purse. Have something that's carrying your products that has the same kind of array of pockets. Abs- if you're a girl, mm-hmm. if you're a guy. Um you know, having jackets, right? A yeah. kind of a utilitarian well, jacket. Yeah, similarly sort of for them, they often have less in the pocket or the purse sort of scenario. But if they, you know, have a briefcase or even the pocket in their shirt, you know, they, it goes back in the same place. And sometimes they have less resources, you know. That's why you see their, you know, their jean pockets worn out a little bit more or, or maybe they, you know, put things in their little pocket protector in their, in their purse. But God bless the pocket protector. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but for, for us as gals, even though we're switching purses or briefcases or gentlemen as well, if you always think that, that that item, if it's keys or whatever, there's usually a primary little pocket. That's what I always use for my keys. So I try to think of keeping things roughly in the same same place. Some neat things for purses now. There's things like a kangaroo uh, container. There's all these little things that actually are little pouches with containers in them that you can take from one bag to another. So you can, in that way, keep the things in the same location right. and then move them to a different bag. So you can actually pull that out. Sometimes if you're taking a gym bag or something, you might not want your purse, but you could still lift this out and put this in the, in the next bag. So that's a neat little thing. So th- things stay localized in the in, in there and just, it's sort of an insert that comes in and comes out. Now one of the great banes of my existence, and I know we share a lot of things in common, and this is one of them, is the need now for reading glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were suggesting to me a very very, very good idea I thought, <laughs> which was which was to have some very cheap reading glasses in the location and keep it to the location. Right, don't take them with you. Don't take them with you. And uh, I do that at my place and my home office and uh, in in my upstairs area as well. So it stays with the desk. It stays on the microwave. It stays in the bathroom. I have a lot of these, and we all know we can pick them up at the dollar store Mm -hmm. very easily. They may not all be the proper uh, (laughs) number for me, but truthfully, when I just need to pick it up to see what's on the back of the hand cream if I'm in the bathroom or or if I'm at the microwave reading directions they're not my my best reading glasses when I pick up to you know sit down to curl up with a good book but well, you, I find it works very well and you're not ending up with I'll be up with my clients there's three pairs there and then they're never where they want it so that that has worked for me so I suggest that it's, it's a volume buy right. you know go yes. buy five pairs and put them around and try to remember to keep them there the other thing as I have on right now is to to have the little crazy strings that 
tie on the end of them. That and, looks very nice, and actually. They can, the blue, yeah. if, you, if you were here, you'd see a blue, green, and gold sort of bobbled kind of... Uh, Beading. Beading. Yeah. Gorgeous. And there's lovely ones like this today as well. I think, uh, you know, uh, we, we use them sometimes for our sunglasses outside if we're doing activities and we don't want to lose them off mm. of the sailboat or things like that. But we forget how beneficial they can be around the house as well. You know, a lot of times now cooking and things like that, you, you may not need it the whole time, but you need to put it back on to look at a recipe or the back of something or even to get the measuring spoons out, you know. Oh, listen, <laughs> you would have been laughing at me the other day. I had no reading glasses. I had to literally rely on one of those child's, um, you know, my, uh, magnifying glasses. Uh-huh. And I was grateful to have it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Desperate. Would you say it's true that, you know, uh, that the objects most rarely carried, like umbrellas, are the ones that are the easiest to lose? I would say that because one of the things that happens is that when we create habits and linkages, we remember things. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. And the things that we use the least often, there, there isn't a linkage, there isn't a body-mind memory. So when I talk to people about creating new habits or trying to do things, I say link it to something you already do. So if you are knowing you have to go to the house with your and you need to take something with you, link it to something you already do. And linking could be putting it in your purse. So you're linking it, you know, oh, physically with so it's it. it's not free-floating kind yeah, of. Yeah, so it has to be, and even creating new habits, if you always come in the house and, you know, turn the dishwasher on and you're trying to remember to, to take your vitamin once a day. If you do the dishes every day, you link it to I'll take my vitamin when I do it. So sometimes that's what happens with things that, oh, you only take it when it rains. You know, oh, when I leave here today, I'm not used to picking up my umbrella. I'm always used to looking for my purse because I've been doing it for 30 years, but I'm not as used to picking up uh, my umbrella. So you want to make sure you're linking it either with a mental link or a physical link and somehow making it that I have to move something to actually get to that to, to make that work. Speaking of a mental link, I've always had this sort of fleeting fantasy that, that we could kind of create a lost and found day. There's one day in the year. Mm-hmm. Everything you've lost through the course of the year gets lined up and you get to pick one of those things back. Let's let's start it. I think we'd have I think <laughs> what we'd would have you take some back? I don't know, we'd have some happy people, but I, I, honestly I'm I am one of those people that that don't You're lose so things a lot. Things, I do yeah. not as much, but it really because of that I get a little more probably angry with myself when I do. But oh, right. but you know for a variety of reasons, as I said, you know, I I will lose things when I'm a little tired or a little more this I was going to ask you that. about that. Yeah. yeah, how much emotion and energy plays into it, of course. Well, a yeah. lot. And I work with a lot of clients that um, you know, for a lot of reasons they're calling a professional or organizer in to help them in their home. They might be recovering from an accident. They might be on new medication that is affecting them and they're they're not thinking as clearly. They might have had uh, a trauma in their life, a death of a loved one, a death of a pet, uh, divorce, separation. All these things cause cause us to not use our mind as um, efficiently as we normally would. So, and just the normal aging process, of mm-hmm. course, has, has things happen a little, little differently as well. So the key thing, again, is, is not to be counting on that memory, trying to create some triggers. I know when I work with a lot of seniors in my home, I talk to them about, you know, do you leave the stove on every now and then? And that's not something you have to be a senior to do. Mm-hmm. But I said, what I started to do is, you know, when my 
stove is on or my oven is on, the light is always on. It wasn't something that I use for that. And the light only goes off when I've turned off the burner or the oven. So at least if you do forget it a bit, there's another trigger that you're linking to that the light that is a little reaction, a little something to, to, to have that uh, reminder. Mm -hmm. Today they have technologies that if the stove doesn't go off after a certain amount of time, it will turn off itself. So because there's such a big aging population and most of us are coming up with some of these issues, there's lots of devices that are coming out there that technology can help us with. So that's quite formal to have something you attach to your stove, but think of something as easy as a, again a dollar store timer, you know, right. which I think is great. A lot, you know, a, a lot what of. What are you time. thinking of there for well, whatever? Well, for people that you know, you say about uh, losing things or getting off track or, or or whatever. If you have a little timer on, you know, you're trying to leave leave the house, and you know, it always takes me a while to get around oh. and and right. and find my stuff. I'll set my timer to know that I've got ten minutes instead of just running out of the house. I'll have ten minutes to gather some things up or something like that. So alarms are good timers you know you can use your timer on your stove our phones have lots of little reminders now that will pop up oh it's it's time to do this or did you did you remember to take your umbrella did you remember a little to-do list that can pop up two two thoughts on the to-do list what do you think of the idea is just kind of visualize this as you were chatting about that i was thinking um Somewhere along the line, I saw one of, uh, just a really nice little chalkboard. And I thought, mm -hmm. what a good idea. You could potentially, what would you think of that idea? Sort of making a little list, you know, having little reminders. Oh, Physi absolutely. Yeah. Physical reminders. As opposed to the Post-it notes, yeah. right, which tend to get lost The Post-it notes absolutely get lost. Right. And it, it becomes a big issue for people. A lot of times I work with them in their offices or homes, and they're everywhere. Right. Chalkboards are, are great, and it, it depends on, you know, what your personal tastes are. Now they have just chalkboard paint that some people paint a whole wall. So, oh, yeah. so you could have your list up higher, your daughter right. could make a list down below and you can make it a family thing that this is our our wall of organization. This is our reminder wall to put things on. The thing with that is you want to make sure you're doing the changeover and making sure things don't stay on, that it's more of things you need to do right away and it doesn't become this sort of archival because then you'll forget to look at it. So, you know, it could be as, you know, as much of, you know, leaving you the next three things you want your daughter to do when she comes home from school or your next three things or things, things like that. But I like it because it's big and it's there. And also to engage other members of the family just in a glance of seeing it, they know right. they're kind of they on can board as you. well, and sometimes yeah. that creates accountability. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, broadens broadens the audience for mm -hmm. for keeping for awareness. The other thing, Colette. Now, this is backpedaling just slightly, but. Um, you had mentioned the idea of sort of making a list the night before, mm. right? And I was thinking, how much do you, since you are a coach and such a good coach, I know from personal experience, how much do you factor in with your clients' uh, kindness? And by that I mean, you know, in the same way that your energy comes into play in terms of your memory, mm -hmm. your energy also comes into play in sort of, you know, I, I must do, should, get this done. Like, how much do you factor in the idea of kind of putting in, including in that list, something to be kind to yourself or just reminding yourself that you know, you're know you never going to have a perfect day, right? No, and absolutely. We need a, a holistic approach to that, and that comes with self-love. It comes with taking time in between. If we are rushed all day, our mind and how we think we can do things will definitely go down. There's some you know, research that comes in that the, the idea that uh, you are more productive by working an extra 10 hours a week is absolutely false. It is. So there's yeah. all kinds of things with that. So you know, we have to know what the reality is, but we also have to personalize that on what 
each of us can can do. So know it's ourselves. assessing, knowing ourselves, yeah. knowing you need a 10-minute break between appointments where other people won't. But the, the reality goes back to how much we are go have these days going into our brain that we need some clarity to work work productively. You're listening to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud. We'll be right back on 105.9 Seaside FM. This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM. So speaking of uh, being productive, how productive is it to duplicate things? And duplicate, we were talking about duplicating and maybe duplicating bags and things like that. What do you mean? Well, I mean, uh, you know, for very important items, I mean, you're not going to be duplicating your keys, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I worry about what's in my wallet, I worry about my passport, oh, I worry these, about these vital yeah. items. Gotcha. Like, let's get down to that and because that's serious stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, even keys. When I make keys for my house, I make 10. If I change the lock, I do make 10. That's <laughs> true. I have a couple of keys. Yeah, <laughs> so to have some and make sure when you're labeling them, they're not saying break into house with the address on or whatever, but to label them, I have them out at friends or whatever or have some spare ones. But duplication is, is key. I talk about passports. You can scan your passport, and I like to have it in a, a, an account like a Gmail account that I can email it. I have extra copies that I travel with, birth certificates. Duplication in your wallet to uh, take everything out of your wallet and photocopy everything. If you lose your wallet, then you would know exactly what was in it. Mm -hmm. So good to keep that. To have some duplicate copies of uh, some of your key uh, things and and know that you have them in a different spot than you're using them already right. is really important because if you had to retrieve those or know, particularly something like a wallet that we forget, uh, um, honestly, you don't need that much in the wallet that we carry at all times. We carry too it's much true. that if the wallet goes, it, it creates some real identity theft issues and th- things right away. Travel, we seem to remember to pare it down, but on an everyday occasion, if you're running over to your girlfriends for a glass of wine, we really do not have to carry a lot of, you know, everything right. in that. So so I, I think photocopying a, a bunch of that things and having that in a key area is, is a great way to go. It's vital, right. Yeah. Um, now, you and I have a bit of a headbutt on this kind of issue, I remember, <laughs> at different okay. intervals. I'm not remembering. <laughs> <laughs> but we do argue about the cell phone and how vital it is. Oh, okay. Only because I don't have one. I'm one of the right. few people, I guess, I, who, who don't. I just mm-hmm. don't need it right now, and I know at some point I'll need it, and that's fine. But there are, you know, there are lots of people who don't have cell phones mm-hmm. in a certain demographic and, and lots of people who consider them vital mm-hmm part of their vital DNA at this situation. So so you're you are an expert on cell phones, at least in my experience. You're to the one you who, I am to most people yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well do you feel naked without your cell phone? Uh not really. I think I, I use my I use my cell phone to serve me, not to have myself led with I turn my cell phone off all the time. Right. And you know, and, and the the idea of, of not losing your cell phone is sometimes when people turn it off they don't turn it back on, then when you have to find it you I can't know. ring yourself. But yeah. but I, I believe in, in practicing good etiquette first and I'll worry about practicing how not to lose it later. So if we get in how not to to lose your phone thinking about keeping it in the same pocket in the same location you know um, and, and and getting it back to that uh, that location just when it's traveling with you if you take it off and sit in the car the whole tossing it on a seat or in a, in an extra bag or something it has to be done thoughtfully mm-hmm. that you know where it is trying to get it back to this to the same location is key also when you get it home to recharge it because if you lose it and it's always uncharged you can't yes. call it and that becomes becomes an issue uh, 
Um, you know, have you, you ever had that experience? Yes, I have. Right. I, it got stuck. So what in, do you do in, in, in my car? I just, just it showed up eventually. I I have two cell phones, but right, okay. it did it did show up. But people run into this all the time, and it just happens very regularly. And so keeping it charged, even you know when you talk about having uh, duplicates of things, I have a charger that I can recharge my my phone in my car. Oh. And in and at home. So you know if I'm going on a trip, I will charge it up again from there. But I take my phone to my charger quite regularly. I know things are extended these days, so they go quite long, and people will go days without it, and then all of a sudden they're out. So I try to get it back to that general station and have the charging station area, and so you always sort of know what that is. So the key there is get it to the same area, whether it's at home to charge it, um, keep it in the same location, your briefcase and purse and, and that sort of thing, and, and just know that that you're, you're checking that when you're in a public area. So if you're in a, a public area, you're going to check that you've turned it off, but you've turned it back on again and checking for it because these days a lot of information is in there and if it's not locked people can get a lot of information out of that from you they could also possibly get oh, how to right. find that so a cell phone is a bit today like a, a daytime or a personal calendar and you know you want to know that that you can find it and so in your cell phone you can put its ICE as the uh, the direct dial to in case of emergency so you can have a number in there to call if people will look for that that's becoming more common and also if you carry a physical daytimer schedule in the front of it you can put um, will give reward if found and, and a phone number to call so some impetus that they would take the next step and honestly whatever the reward is if you've lost your daytimer it's worth it so it's these yeah. yeah so these are sort of some tools after the fact of recapturing you know if something's happened but also preventative as well of thinking you know uh, always sort of gathering your thoughts it's when we're we're in a hurry that that's when things go wrong you don't put things back in the, in the other place and we said about that that the rule of three often it's the next three seconds or the next three minutes you might take to plan or do things often it's these little amounts of time that will save you three hours later when you have to buy a new phone or you know you've lost something that's your daughter's and maybe you have to go out and and, and purchase it oh, or yeah. go through all the struggle with things so a few extra minutes can really help immensely phone numbers and email addresses i mean those are vital vital pieces of information any, any thoughts there well today with technology there's so many ways to capture that I know you, you don't have a cell phone but most people again have a lot of that in their cell phone so if you're just even thinking about the you know if we go to the most basic an address book and keeping that up to date from long long ago that's a great you know a great way to use things change so often that you know I see a lot of clients and they're like I keep meaning I have four address books I keep doing the change and then I don't do it so really technology it helps today and even if you keep them in your Outlook, in your email package or something like that, you can always print it off. But as you add new ones in, it's easier than running out of space or changing something in an old sort of hardcore um, little address book, you know. So that, that does come a, become a little, little more of an issue. But phones, email at, at a fingertip, addresses at a fingertip, that works really, really well. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, it's funny, will now have, like, their closest uh, people on speed dial from their phones, and they actually... You know, then they'll go, well, what's his number of their daughter or something? They're like, oh, I don't know. It's on speed dial. That becomes a, right. you know, an issue as well. So, it, again, you know, for some things, people aren't using their memory. Usually technology becomes the tool. So we wouldn't remember that phone number, you know, sort of thing. Well, it's scenario. becoming a little bizarre, too. It's like you go, for, you go to meet girlfriends, and if you don't email them, I, if I call them, it's like they think something's wrong. Yeah. It's, it's It has become like that for mm. a lot of people. That phone is, is really secondary, and even social media is more of a contact even. 
even than than even just straight email or things like that. And for some of that is people are so busy during the day that at least they can read for two seconds what the email is versus a phone call, which takes a little bit, right. bit longer. Now, timing-wise, uh, it's tax time. Mm-hmm. What about receipts? Keeping uh, track of receipts, you know, keeping, keeping them organized. Yeah, keeping receipts organized, again, all things in one place. If you know what's going to happen, you can divide receipts after that, but if you have trouble even getting receipts to one place, that's your first goal. Right. Get receipts in get one envelope. Yeah. Get yeah. Get it. You know. Get on the bus. After that, we figure out where to drive the bus. But for a lot of people, they make it too complicated and dividing it all up right away. In the short term, get it in there. Yeah. I highly suggest that you know if you can't keep them sort of out and open, and you're just shoving them in. Pay your daughter or someone to open them all up. It's no, you know, there's there's a point where they're all bundled up in this big ball. If they're all laying flat and you're categorizing, that becomes a bigger task later on. If you're putting them in an envelope, at least if you have them open where you can see them, that's great. But a lot of these tapes out there too, you can't even read what's on them. You know, they sort of wear out later on as well. So yes, yeah. There are those who believe though that having a box that just holds every piece of paper that you think you need through the course of the year, at least it's there as long as it doesn't get recycled. No, I agree. That's (laughs) That's what I talk to a lot of my clients. If you're not separating them out, the key is to dump them in a box. Right. Have it say tax. Have it really important. Don't cross something off that said before something else. Make it important that you know it just has to get there, and we can worry about the next steps. If you are already doing that, I I challenge you to step to the next step and divide it up a little bit. But the key is, again, if you're coming into the house with a bunch of receipts and they're all balled up, let's move them to the area right away. So clean out your purse regularly. Clean out your briefcase. Clean out the glove compartment in the car, the floor, the whatever like get them you know so regularity helps with all these sort of things a few extra seconds now will help you later on <laughs> well i want to ask you is a lot of this information available on your website absolutely that's a great place to go i've got a, a ton of newsletters with different tips to get you organized at home work and personally and that's www.organizeanything.com and there's a phone number there you can reach me at in uh, many of the social media venues and uh Uh, We have a a blog as well, so there's a lot of information out there, and if you want to use our services or inquire about our services, you can find ways to contact us there. Great. Thanks, Colette. Thank you.